Welcome to Word Mission Church International Podcast. Now the Word with Paul Mensawood. There is excitement in the house and if you're online, let's welcome our TV audience as well. God is good. God's Word is always good. Amen. And in this season, we have been studying on the names of God. There are seven redemptive names of God and actually can actually derive 12 names as well. And there are more names in the Bible. But today we are celebrating the goodness of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You see, God is a good God. Somebody shout it, God is a good God. Shout it, God is a good God. Shout it, God is a good God. And the thing to realize is, is this. You see, um, the, the Bible, this one of the names that God is described by in, is in Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Let's go there, please. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Thank you, Lord. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Nine, he says therefore know that the lord your god he is god the faithful god somebody say the faithful god, faithful god. who keeps covenant and mercy for a thousand generation with those who love him and keep his commandments one of his other names you see in in ezekiel ezekiel chapter ezekiel let's go to the book of ezekiel the very last chapter in the very last verse in the bible in in in, the, in that particular um ezekiel 48 verse 35 he says all around shall be eighteen thousand cubits and the name of the city from that day shall be called shall be the lord is there that would that, that name for god there is jehovah shama the lord is there god who is present with us all the time amen so he's a faithful god and he's with us all the time he said he will never leave us nor forsake us thankfulness is different from thanksgiving thankfulness is a state of heart means you you have in your heart that you are always grateful to the lord and the bible says in psalm 103 verse 1 thank you lord he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his own holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his name. Let everything that is in me, bless the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I, I make that decision and a choice to bless the Lord. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm chapter 6 verse 5 psalm 6 verse 5 he says for in death there is no remembrance of you in the grave who will give thanks in death there is no remembrance of you in the grave who will give thanks when you are in the grave you, you are not going to give thanks but why if you are alive then that's a reason to give thanks to the lord for the Lord who is with us all the time, who never leaves us nor forsakes us. The first Thanksgiving, you see, when, 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 when the, the Puritans left England to come, in, to come into America, they arrived in 1620. And when they arrived, one of the very first things they did was to build a church. And that church is still in existence. 400 years later, people still worship there. And the winter was so harsh um that some of them didn't make it 44 people out of 102 people died 
And then springtime came, and these were very um, polished people. They didn't know how to farm. Indians helped them to farm. And when November came, harvest time came, they had a very little, very little harvest. But they invited the Indians who had, got, who had helped them to, to farm. And they all gathered around. And because they didn't have meat, they went for wild turkey. They killed wild turkey. And they gathered around. And they still gave thanks to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That was the first, first Thanksgiving. And in 1930, a group of people um, that don't believe in God, they call, they call themselves the, the, uh, the Association for the Advancement of Atheism. The year was so hard and so difficult, there were no jobs, no rain. They wrote a letter to the president and said, this year we shouldn't celebrate Thanksgiving as a national holiday. Obviously, the president didn't listen to them. <laughs> 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 they still celebrated Thanksgiving. So, so in, in, the Puritans, with very, very little that they had, thank God. In 1930, they, no rain, no jobs, they still thank God. What is going to stop us from thanking God? COVID or no COVID, we are going to say thank you, Lord. I said COVID or no COVID, we are going to say thank you, Lord. We are going to thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Amen. We give God the thanks. Now, there was, a, there was an article um, on September 17, 2018. We are talking about the faithfulness of God. One, the president, his name was Sheikh Ame of, of Qatar. The, the, the most expensive private jet known at the time was a Boeing 748-8i. And it cost about 380 million pounds or 500 million dollars. This president said that because Turkey had helped them in the Arab crisis, bought this private jet for the president of Turkey. And this jet contains a stateroom. It contains lounges boardrooms, first-class sitting, and even a hospital. $500 million to go and give to somebody else for helping him in a time of crisis. Now, these people are not Christians. They don't go to church. But you see, Thanksgiving, is not, it has nothing to do with whether we are a Christian or not a Christian. If these people can show appreciation to, to, to people who have done something for them, how much more us? The president of Turkey said, look, this, this jet, I'm coming down to come and get it myself. I won't let anyone get it. I'm coming to sit in myself. <laughs> I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that we will show thanks and be grateful to the Lord who has been faithful to us in Jesus' name. In Romans chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, the Apostle Paul says, I thank God for you all. In Ephesians 1 6, he says, I have not stopped giving thanks. In Colossians 1 3, he says, I always thank God and I pray for you. 
In Philippians 1.3, the Philippians were very precious to, to the Apostle Paul. They, the church was founded when he was in prison. He said, wrote to them and he says, I thank God upon every remembrance. We serve a faithful God. And I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that no matter what you may be going through, the faithful God, the God who has been faithful to us, he says in the grave there is no remembrance of you. There is no thanksgiving there. Other people, may, uh, we, um, we've lost, uh, other people have died throughout the year due to COVID and other reasons, but you are alive. That is a reason to give God thanks. I said that is a reason to give God thanks. I said that is a reason to give God thanks. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Four reasons why we give thanks. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about more as well as we have time. Notice the Bible says in Psalm 136. Psalm 136 verse 1. We thank God for his person. We thank God for his person. He says Psalm 136 verse 1 he says all give thanks to the lord for his good for his mercy endures forever give thanks to whom give thanks to whom we give thanks to the lord we thank god for his person we thank god for who he is to us we thank god for his faithfulness we thank god for what he has done we thank god for what he is going to do we thank God for what is coming up. We refuse to be ungrateful people. We thank God for his goodness. We thank God for his mercies. We thank God for all that he has done. For his person. Hallelujah. He says, verse 2, All give thanks to the God of God for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of Lords for his mercy endures forever. You, you see, the Lord who is with us, he's with us all the time. You see, I mean, God is so good. His mercy endures forever. When people get married, we look for faithful spouses. We want spouses that are faithful. When we have friends, we look for friends who are loyal and who are faithful. God is faithful, and we as natural people, we look for that character and that quality of faithfulness. We thank God for his mercy and for his, for his goodness. Even companies look for that. Sometimes when you go to a place re regularly, they'll give you a loyalty card to reward your loyalty and your faithfulness. He's, we thank God for his person too. We thank God for his power. Verse 4 says, Psalm 136 verse 4, he says, To him who alone does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. For his mercy endures forever. He does great wonders. Verse 5 says, To whom? To him who by wisdom made the heavens for his mercy endures forever. To him who laid out the heavens, verse 6, out the earth above the, earth, the waters for his mercy endures forever. We thank God 
three for his purposes. Psalm 136, verse 10 to 22. And then four, we thank God for his provision. Verse 23 says, verse 23 says, who remembered us in our lowly state for his mercy endures forever and rescued us from our enemies for his mercy endures forever. 25. Who gives food to all flesh? Everybody. The food that you ate yesterday, he says it came from God. The food that we're about to eat comes from God. He says he gives food to all flesh for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven for his mercy endures forever. Thank God for his provision. Hallelujah. When you thank God for what he has done, you remind him of what remains. Daniel, in the book of Daniel chapter 6, verse 9, thank you Lord. Daniel chapter, chapter 6, verse 9. The Bible says, when the king made a decree, that no one should worship any other god. Therefore, the Bible says, Daniel 6 verse 9 says, Therefore King Darius signed the written decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks. Prayed and gave thanks. Prayed and gave thanks. Prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. It was habitual with them to pray and to give thanks. My Lord and my God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus. That's why I said thankfulness is a state of heart. Thanksgiving is an event. You may do it, but if you are grateful to God, he said three times a day, he prayed and he thanked God. The year has gone by so quick. I don't know what happened. You, it's, it's, it goes by quick when you're having fun. <laughs> but I thank God for my life. Thank God for my wonderful wife. Thank God for our children. Thank God for this church family here and all over the world. God has been good. He says he prayed and gave thanks. He prayed and gave, and gave thanks. You see, if, if you can't give thanks in bad times, then you can't give thanks in good times. You see, people don't complain because they have problems. Most of the time, we have problems because we complain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Notice what the Bible says in Psalm 77. Psalm 77, verse 3. He says, I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. 
I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that we'll be grateful to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And it's easy to look at what you don't have. Uh, some, someone may complain about something else. Someone may say, oh, um, <laughs> I, am, I am grateful. Can't you see it on my face? Maybe the spouse may see it to the other. They said, ah, if you ask grateful, express it. <laughs> Let it come out of you, not just on your face. I mean, you may notify your face and tell your face you are grateful, but say it. <laughs> or, you see, ingratitude also, you see, when we are grateful to God, we will show gratitude to our fellow humans as well. Ingratitude to man is ingratitude to God. I'll say it again. Ingratitude to man is ingratitude to God. And it's not happy people who are thankful. It's thankful people who are happy. It's not happy people who are thankful. It's thankful people who are happy. Yeah. It's thankful people who are happy. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that in this season... May we give God praise and may we give God thanks. The, the, children of, the children of Israel were in captivity altogether for 430 years. And while they were there, notice what the, how the Bible describes their condition. In Exodus chapter 1, verse 12, it says, But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. And they were in dread of the children of Israel. So the Egyptians made the children of Israel serve with rigor. So notice these words, afflicted rigor. Verse 14, And they made their lives bitter with hard bondage, in murder, in brick, in all manner of service in the field, all their service in which they made them serve was with rigor. 15. Then the king of Egypt spoke to the Hebrew, to the Hebrew midwives, of whom the name was, of one was Shephah, and the name of one of the other poor. And he said, When you do the duties of a midwife of the Hebrew women, and see them in the best tools, if it is a son, then you shall kill him, but if it is a daughter, then they shall live. So afflicted, Hard bondage, bitter, rigor. That's the condition that these people were in when Moses showed up. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 7, the Bible says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and I've heard their cry because of their text masters, for I know their sorrows. Look at this expression, this word, oppression, tax masters, crying, sorrows. That's the condition that God says he has seen and he's going to deliver them. When God was, was, was talking to Moses, the Bible says in Exodus chapter 6 verse 9, so he says, so Moses thus spoke to the children of Israel, but they did not heed Moses because of anguish of spirit and cruel bondage. Anguish of spirit, cruel bondage. 
in the name of the Lord Jesus. I don't know the condition of your heart, but I pray in Jesus' mighty name, I can assure you that God has seen the condition that you are in, and this morning he is sending you a message of deliverance. This morning he's sending you a message of hope. This morning he's saying to you, I've seen your cry. But when God delivered them through mighty arts out of the land of Egypt, cruel bondage, bitterness, anguish of spirit, rigor, hard bondage, when they go to the wilderness, they, they forgot about all that God had done. And you see, sometimes we, this, this were people like us. Or we are people like them. <laughs> Notice, right after they left the land of Egypt, when they saw Pharaoh chasing them, the Red Sea in front of them, Pharaoh behind them. Notice what they said to Moses in Exodus chapter 14 verse 12. They said, is this not the word that we told you in Egypt? Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians. For it will have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than we should die in the wilderness. This is a few days after they left. <laughs> they, were tell, they, were, they, were saying, they were they were saying to Moses, you should have left us alone. Crying, regal, in bondage, oppressed. And sometimes when people become Christian, they say, no, when I was in the world, my life was better. Never say that. Never say that in your life. <laughs> when you were in the world, that's a terrible condition. You, you, you did not have, the Bible says that you did not have any hope. You were not part of the covenant of promise. Your father was in, John chapter 8 verse 44, it says you have your father the devil, he is a liar. So your father is a liar. He is your father and he was ruling you with hard oppression. Kicking you left and right any way that he wanted. And then God let the message of the gospel come to you. And you are, the Bible says in Colossians 1.13, you have been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. You have come, you, are, you, are, you belong into the kingdom of God. You are not an ordinary person anymore. Then the least test that comes up, Say, God, when I was in the world, I was doing better. No, no, you weren't. <laughs> no way. He said, they, said, they said to Moses, look, you should have left us. They've forgotten so soon. You should have left us in Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. Just because you saw the Red Sea, just because you see Pharaoh behind you, just because there is a test, just, just because you trust God for a miracle doesn't mean that we should not be grateful to, for God's deliverance. They said, you see, <laughs> in Exodus chapter 16, verse 3, notice what they said. 
Exodus chapter 16, verse 3, the Bible says, And the children of Israel said, All that we are died by the hand of the Lord in the hand of the Egypt. That when we sat by the pot of meat, and when we ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. They're accusing Moses that he wants to kill them. When we sat by the meat and when we ate bread to the full. <laughs> my Lord and my God. <laughs> In Numbers chapter 11, notice what they said. Numbers chapter 11 verse 4. The Bible says, Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving, so the children of Israel wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Sounds like Chinese food. <laughs> 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 we remember the fried rice that we had in Egypt but now our whole being is dried up there is nothing at all except this manner before our eyes were they not the people that were crying that please, please we, we, we are suffering Now they're saying we used to have fried rice. We used to have meat, bread to the full. <laughs> oh, I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus that we will be grateful. Yes, amen. That we will be grateful. Yes. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> in Numbers chapter 14, notice this. Let's, let's look at it because sometimes Numbers chapter 14 from verse 1 to 4. So all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt or if only we had died in this wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. We wish we had died in the land of Egypt. We wish we had died in this wilderness. At some point, God, 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 God just got fed up. He said, as you have said in my ears, that's exactly what's going to happen here. See, it's, it's a dangerous thing. It can cost you your life. These people did not enter the promised land just for that reason. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 12, the Bible says, notice this. He says, and Moses called to Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, but they said, we will not come up. Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness that you should keep acting like a prince over us? Moreover, you have not brought us into a land 
flowing with milk and honey, nor giving us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of this man? We will not come up. You have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that we will lift up our voice in gratitude to the Lord and thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for his goodness. Thank God for all that he has done for us. We serve a good God. We serve a good God. We serve a God we will never fail. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I can assure you by the word of the living God that God will never fail you. Actually, in verse 14, in number 16, they reversed it. It says, moreover, you have not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey. In verse 13, actually, it's one day reverse. It says, Is it a small thing that you have brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? Now they are calling Egypt the promised land. You've brought us out of a land flowing with milk and honey. Was Egypt a land flowing with milk and honey? It was hard rigor, bondage, oppression, anguish of spirit. It's a very dangerous thing. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus that we will ever be grateful. Let's thank God. If you are married, thank God for your spouse. Because somebody else is looking for a spouse. Is single and believes God for a spouse. If you have children, let's thank God for the children. If you have a job, thank God for the job. One time in Liberia, there was a civil war. And while the civil war was going on, the, 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 run of the, the rebel soldiers uh, met a pastor and his wife and family in a very remote area. And when they got there, the pastor and his wife and the whole family were thanking the Lord. And they didn't have food to eat. So when the rebels saw them, you see, Thanksgiving reminds God of what remained. It results in multiplication. We saw that, we see that in John chapter 6. When Jesus received the, the, the small boy's food, the first thing that he did was to give thanks. So while they were thanking God, the rebels saw them and said, what are you doing? They said, we are thanking God. But we, I mean, we don't have anything to eat, but we are thanking God. The rebel soldier said, we have food in this truck. We are looking for somebody to cook it. Can you, let you, can you cook the food and give us some of the food to eat? And when they finished eating, they gave all the food that was in the truck to the pastor and the family. 
Hallelujah. Somebody lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Say, thank you, Lord. You could have stood there and said, Lord, you know, I obeyed your call. I've been doing your work. Uh, but here we are hungry. But instead of that, they started thanking Lord, the Lord. And as they were thanking God in the midst of scarcity, God showed up with provision. As you thank the Lord, may God perfect everything that concerns your life. I said, as you thank the Lord, may God perfect everything that concerns your life. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Think about the patience of God. He, he was patient with these people for 40 years. Think about it. We are talking about the God who is a faithful God. Imagine you get up one day and God, and God decides that he's not going to be with you anymore. Think about it. He's with us all the time. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord who is there. And it's that quality that he looks for. That quality of faithfulness and loyalty is what God looks for. His, his, through his covenant, we are assured of his never-ending love. In Romans chapter 8, verse 35, uh, to 39, it says, Nothing can separate us from the love of God. 35 to 39. He promises his commitment and his loyalty to us. It's so important to him that he also look for this quality. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13, he says, If we are faithless, he will remain faithful. He will not deny himself. If we are unfaithful, he will not be unfaithful. He will still remain faithful. And in our relationship with others, we are called to steadfast loyalty as well. One time some people were working with Paul, and he described this person in, in Philippians chapter 4, verse 3. He talks about this person. Notice, he says, thank you, Lord. And I urge you also, true companion, help these women who labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and the rest of my fellow workers, whose names are in the book of life. They help them in the ministry. He says their names are in the book of life. When God is writing a letter, I pray, thank God for faithful people that serve week after week. May your name be included in that list. I said, may your name be included in that list. I said, may your name be included in that list. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. He says in 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, thank you, Lord. Chapter 16, verse 9, he says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. He looks throughout the whole earth. I pray this morning in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, when God looks throughout the earth, may he find you. 
He's looking for people who are faithful. He's looking for people who are loyal. He's looking for people whose heart is loyal to him. You see, as, as the year grows up and you make decisions, you see, God has an appointed place for you. And I pray that you will continue to flourish. In 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 10, it says, Moreover, I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them that they may dwell in a place of their own and move no more. Nor shall the sons of wickedness oppress them anymore as previously. I will plant them. The enemy will not oppress them. I pray in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. That we will yield our heart to the Lord. And will thank God for his goodness and his mercy. In John chapter 6, Jesus thanked the Lord. Let's, let's keep going here. 6, thanksgiving takes you from defeat to victory. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, Jehoshaphat was confronted with three different armies. And he didn't know what to do. Thanksgiving, if you don't know what to do, thank God. He said, we have no might against these people that have come against us our eyes are on you oh lord we look to you and in second chronicles chapter 20 verse 17 says you will not need to fight in this battle position yourself stand still and see the salvation of the lord who is with you O judah and jerusalem do not fear or be dismayed tomorrow go against them for the lord is with you verse 22 says now when they began to sing and to praise the lord sent ambushment against the people of Ammon, moab and mount seir who had come who had come against judah and they were defeated as you begin to thank god and to praise may god take over your battles in jesus name Amen. i said may god take over your battles in jesus name I said, may God take over your battles in the name of Jesus. And the enemies that you see today, may you not see them again forever in the name of the Lord Jesus. That which you are confronted with, that seems impossible. That seems like it will never turn around. As you lift up your voice in thanksgiving and praise to God, may God turn it around in your favor in Jesus' name. Oh my Lord, I sense his presence. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to the name of the Lord. One time Lazarus was sick and it was, was, it was reported to the Lord Jesus Christ. He stayed where he was for two days. When he got to where Lazarus was, the people said this is an impossible. You see, thanksgiving will turn your test and your trials, your issues into testimonies. He got there was in heaven. That doesn't mean anything to him. Oh, but in, 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 in John chapter 11 verse 41, the people were talking about 
the stinking situation. The situation that cannot be turned around. They said by this time he's dead and he started stinking. It doesn't look good. There is no way out. There is no hope. It's a very bad smell. Leave him alone to die. Nothing can be done here. Let's read it. John chapter 11, 41. What did Jesus say? Thank you, Lord. You see, the Bible says, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Forget about the situation that doesn't look good. Forget about how impossible it looks like. Forget about anything else. Father, I thank you. I prayed that you have heard me. Oh, and that stinking situation was turned to the glory of God. He called Lazarus to come out. But you see, Lazarus and his sisters, they entertained Jesus in their house. Remember the time that Jesus was there and, and Martha said, look, let the sister come and help me. They were faithful to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. So when Lazarus died, Jesus said, this person cannot die. We need him here. His faithfulness came up to God. We talked about the Shunammite woman. When the child died, Elijah said, no, this woman, God, when in the time of famine, she was right there. And this son came through. As I spoke the word of the Lord, no, the child cannot die. See, your faithfulness can answer for you in the day of crisis. Jesus said, I thank you. And Lazarus came out. In the name of the Lord Jesus, as you give praise and thanksgiving to God, any situation that looks impossible, any situation that looks like you can never come out, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, may God deliver you. I said in the name of the Lord Jesus, may God deliver you. I said in the name of the Lord Jesus, may God deliver you. Oh, we serve God, the faithful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank God. You, you see, the, the, the thing about it is that you see, God is the one that can help you. How many of us believe that? Uh, God, is, God is the one that can help you. So if you are going to be offended at the one that can help you, then you are blocking your access to the one that can help you. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I'll say it again. The one that can help you is God. He's the one that can come through for you. So we need to look to the Lord. 
in Matthew chapter 11 verse 6, Jesus made this statement. Matthew chapter 11 verse 6, he said this. He says, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. And, 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 and he, goes on, he goes on to say that in, in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, he says that, Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they come. So the offenses, there's a temptation to be offended at God. Our help comes from the Lord. But, you see, God has provided everything that you need. You see, salvation potentially belongs to everyone in the world. You just have to hear the message of God and believe it. There are certain provisions that God has made available for us. But can you imagine... Uh, um, a, a, someone says that he is a professor of maize development and he knows all about planting corn and harvesting corn. He even has a model on his desk. But he never plants corn. Will he reap corn when there is harvest time? He says, No, I know all about planting and receiving corn. But um, I'm not ready to plant corn. <laughs> I'm a professor of maize, de of maize development. You won't reap nothing. God has made his provision available for us. It is as we cooperate with him that we receive the benefits of what has been provided for us. It's very, it, 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 it's in Philippians, he, he says this to the Philippians. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Philippians chapter 12, verse 12, he talks about the fact that work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's, it's, it, when he says work out, I mean, there are certain things that God has freely made available to us. But no matter who you are, the, 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 the new birth belongs to you. To become born again and a new creation belongs to you. Your sins being remitted and God wiping them out belongs to you. But if you will repent and yield your life to Jesus, you cannot be saved. God has, made his, God has done his part. It's, the, it's, not, it's the, not that for salvation, for everything else. It's freely, we discovered that last week, it's freely made available. How are you going to get it into your life in the day-to-day? -day? One of the things to do is to thank God for all that he has done. And continues to do. Thank God for his faithfulness. And let us also make a decision. To walk in that quality. Of faithfulness. Because sometimes it's a sacrifice. In Psalm 107 verse 22. He says. Let them sacrifice. The sacrifices of thanksgiving. And declare his works. With rejoicing. Sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving. 
between the time that you say amen and the time that the, the results show up, the thanking God is a sacrifice. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. It secures your tomorrow. Psalm 116, verse 17. Psalm 116, verse 17, he says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of God. I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It will turn your captivity around. The Lord who is there with us when God turned our captivity, we were like them that dream. Psalm 126 verse 1. Then he says, bring back our captivity, O Lord, as in the streams in the south. Then verse 5 says, those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who goes, continual, goes forth weeping, bearing seed for, for sowing, shall doubtless come with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. Turn our captivity, O oh God. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. He says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will thank God. Psalm 60 verse 11 says, Give us help from trouble for the help of man. Is useless. <laughs> so God is the one that can help you. And I see him helping you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said I see him helping you in the name of the Lord Jesus. I said I see him helping you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Though the fig tree shall not blossom. No. Let's read it. Hebrews 3. Habakkuk 3.17 Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and though there be no head in the stalls, yet, yet, key issue, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my, high, my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk on my high places. There's nothing to, to rejoice about. Somebody say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord. As you rejoice in the Lord God, I see him setting you on your high places. I see him setting you where you are supposed to be in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. I said, I see him setting you where you are supposed to be in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. God has been so good. God has been so merciful. Oh, his goodness endures forever.
Thank you, Lord. I read the George chapter 1, verse 12. He says, The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languishes, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. So Habakkuk says, no, I'm going to avoid these dry seasons. I'm going to, this is, I'm going to come out of this dry season. There is nothing to be joyful about, but Lord, I choose to be joyful. Sometimes I'll turn on praise music and I begin to dance. Hallelujah. I serve a God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. See, the harvest is dried up because there is no joy. He wants to, the enemy wants to steal your joy. But make a decision. In this season, I will not let anything steal my joy. I will not let anything rob me of my joy. I will joy in the God of my salvation. I thank God that I am a child of the living God. I thank God I am in the family of God. I thank God for, my, for how far he has brought me. I thank God for where he's taken me. I thank God for his faithfulness. Ah, my Lord and my God, thank God for my church family. Thank God for where he's planted me. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, thank God for my pastors. In Jeremiah 3.15, it says, I will set these people, these pastors over you. They will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Thank God that I am fed week after week, day after day. Oh, thank God for the relationships in my life. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his faithfulness. Lord, if you are looking for somebody in the earth who is faithful, count me in. And in the name of the Lord Jesus, I see as you do that, miracles are your portion. As you do that, oh, you will be set in your high places. You, God will set you where you belong. In the name of the Lord Jesus and anything that is dried up in your life, I decree and declare, may God help you to recover. May God replenish it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Lord. We trust this podcast was a blessing. Subscribe for more messages like these. If you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, we would love to hear from you. Email us at info at wordmissionchurchinternational.org. We will love to equip you in daily walk, so sign up for devotionals and encouragement at www.wordmissionchurchinternational.org. You may reach us at 719-235-5535. 